Good morning, traders. Welcome to today's Outlier Live, where we cover the biggest news stories of the day and what the AI trading data says about it. And our top story of the day is Starbucks is actually doing something pretty awesome, which is almost unheard of these days. Next, what's in your wallet? Probably not a whole lot, except a heck of a lot of credit card debt. And lastly, Tesla just killed one of its competitors. Stay tuned for all that and more on today's Outlier Live. Starbucks is doing something unheard of these days. They're giving raises, but they are committing to not raising prices. You know, a couple weeks ago, we covered the story about how McDonald's and Chipotle were uh, being forced by Governor Newsom in California to raise their, uh, their wages for their employees. And we got some good feedback on that. Some people said, hey, this is awesome. Some people said, that's not even enough. That's not even enough to get started. Well, Starbucks is saying that we're gonna raise uh, our wages, but not raise our prices, where that's exactly what McDonald's and Chipotle said. We're gonna raise our wages, and you you better believe we're gonna be raising our prices alongside of it. So Starbucks is gonna be raising their wages by at least 3% starting on January 1st. Now 3% is not a whole lot, right? On every $100 you earn, now you'll earn $103. You might make enough for the extra slice of cheese we, we discussed that on yesterday's video. You might make enough for the extra slice of cheese with this 3% raise here. So let's see, Starbucks announced on Monday that it's raising wages for its workers at least 3% starting next year as part of an expanded benefits package. And the company is hailing it as well beyond industry average. I don't know what the industry average is, but 3%, while it's better than zero, while it's better than a 3% cut, is not all that much. And if that's well beyond the industry average, Maybe it's time to look at a new industry. I'll put it that way. So, hey, if you're just tuning in, my name is Christopher Yule. We cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data says about it. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below and start trading with AI today. Go to OVTLYR.com to see why outliers win. Now, let's continue on here. Starbucks added that the eligible employees with two... Oh, wait, 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 wait. It says all eligible retail hourly partners will see an incremental pay increase come to life with at least 3%, right? And if they've been there for two to five years, they'll see an increase of at least 4%. While those who have been there for five or more years will get a 5% raise. So they're actually taking seniority into account here. They're actually taking the fact that these people have committed to smelling like coffee all day, every day for at least five years. Um, and they're going to reward them for that. So a 5% raise is awesome. I wish that that was the floor. But the biggest news here, in my opinion, this is the biggest news of the day. There will be no new menu price increases to offset the wage increases. I think this is the best possible news for inflation that we have heard in a long, long time. The government lies to your face about what inflation costs because we all know that groceries didn't just go up 3, 4, 5%. Groceries basically doubled or tripled in some cases. But now what, what they're saying here is that they're going to be increasing their expenses, but decreasing their profits. Now, why I'm excited about this is this is exactly what we need to see in order to see real disinflation, real deflation, right? If we can raise our incomes, yet at the same time, not raise the prices, us as consumers are winning huge, huge win. So I'm actually really stoked about this story, right? The only thing that would have been better is if they said, we're even going to decrease our prices so that we can get more people in the door. But you can't win everything, right? 
Uh, let's continue on here. Starbucks has invested more than 20% of the profits from fiscal year 2023 back into their partner experience through wage increases, training, and new equipment. You don't see this these days. You don't see any company, especially a publicly traded company like Starbucks, actually going out of their way to pour their profits back into their employees. This is a smart company. We've not seen smart companies in the last few years. We've seen price gouging companies. I, I just this morning saw an email from Netflix <coughs> that my uh, Netflix subscription is going to go up another dollar, right? Now it's $22.69 or something stupid like that. But I remember when I started my Netflix account, it was like $7.99. And now it's three times as high. Every company out there is doing everything they can to get even more money out of us during inflation, which is perpetuating the cycle. We saw a story a few weeks ago about the, uh, there's some stats out there that, that are really disheartening that we're seeing money supply, which is what is actually in your bank accounts going down while prices are holding flat or even rising. And that's never happened before. The only time that we've seen money supply decreasing like that was during the great depression. And as money supply was decreasing, so were prices. That's not what we've seen yet, but this is almost there. This is almost there. It's going to be increasing the money supply for these Starbucks employees and not increasing the prices. So that this is really, really advantageous. I'm really excited to hear about this, right? They also increased hourly cash compensation by nearly 50% since 2020. I had no idea. They've increased their hourly compensation by nearly 50% since 2020. So that is some really, really great news for people who work at Starbucks. And honestly, I think that's great news for the people who buy from Starbucks too. Because you get a better experience when your employees are happier. So let's take a look at what the AI trading data says about Starbucks. Take a look here. Oh, we got a buy signal. When was this? November 6th, two days ago. We got a buy signal two days ago in Starbucks. And using these signal returns, we would have seen a 7.4%, which is all right, right? Well, all the, we'll always take every gain that we can get. And if you want to get your hands on these AI trading signals, head on over to ovtlyr.com to see why outliers win. Now let's go take a look at what the internet says about this, right? Uh, Starbucks wage increase by at least 3%. And let's see, this says, not enough, pay the people. I dislike Starbucks, it's so pretentious. And this person says, I wonder if they can replace baristas with kiosks. You know, I went to a, a Taco Bell the other day and I had a kiosk and that was a pain. That was a real pain. I don't want to go through every menu and try and figure this out. That's actually where you pay the expertise of the people who are working the counter, right? They may pay them, you know, minimum wage or whatever, but me as the customer, I don't have to go learn Starbucks's entire kiosk menu. Whereas the person behind the counter, they know click, 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 done. That's actually a benefit to me when I look at it, right? So this person says that still leaves workers short as inflation is twice as that. By the way, they're going to use this as an excuse to raise prices 20%. Listen, inflation is still out of control, but this is one step in the right direction. And thankfully, they will not be raising any prices for their coffee. What's in your wallet? Probably not much except a whole heap and helping full of credit card debt. At least that's what this story is telling us here. Credit card debt hits a new record high while delinquencies are also rising. Um, so I actually work in the financial industry, so I, I get to see this firsthand. I talk to many different financial institutions every quarter, and this is not uncommon these days, right? We talked a little bit ago, we talked on yesterday's video about how the money supply is decreasing, 
Um, and that is the number of dollars in everyone's accounts, right? Well, that's because people can't afford just their day-to-day -day lives anymore. And not only that, but they're actually having to tap into their credit cards in order to afford their daily lives now. It says Americans are increasingly turning to credit cards to cover everyday spending with debt hitting a new record high at the end of September. From July to September, total credit card debt surged to $1.08 trillion. That was an increase of $48 billion just in those three months, or 4.6% in the previous quarter. And that makes the highest level on record since they started keeping records in 2003. And um, this next part here really, really grinds my gears. But before I get into it, my name is Christopher Yule. And if you're just tuning in, we cover the biggest headlines of the day, what the AI trading data says about it. Now, if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below and start trading with AI today. Head to OVTLYR.com to see why outliers win. Can, this this grinds my gears more than anything. I saw somebody say this not long ago. It was a, a big leftoid Biden pusher trying to tell us how uh, great the economy is. when We all know that that is not true. This person says, credit card balances experienced a large jump in the third quarter, consistent with strong consumer spending and real GDP growth. So this is from, Don, so so go 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 find this person and tell them your opinion. Dong Hoon Lee, a New York Fed economist. All right, let's break down everything wrong with what this person just said. Credit card balances experienced a large jump in the third quarter, consistent with strong consumer spending and real GDP growth. <sighs> Listen, Dong Hoon Lee. People aren't buying because they're excited to buy. People aren't whipping out their Capital One cards because they're excited to buy a new iPhone. People aren't whipping out their Capital One cards because they're excited uh, to go buy some new AirPods. People are whipping out their credit cards and going into debt just to cover the basics. With money supply dwindling, where else are they going to get the money just to pay groceries? just to pay groceries. And on top of that, all of the student loan payments just restarted. And those student loan payments are averaging between one and $300. And now there's families out there who are going to have to make choices. Little Timmy, are we going to get you groceries this week? Are we going to buy the essentials? Or are we going to pay, uh, pay uh, our student loan debt that Joe Biden was supposed to forgive, but Lord knows that didn't happen. What are we going to do these days? They're going to have to take out their credit cards. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So you can't tell me, you cannot explain away the fact that credit cards are hitting all-time highs as a good thing. There is no reality where that is the case. There was an uptick in borrowers who are struggling to pay their credit card debt and student loans and auto payments. About 3% of all outstanding debt was in some stage of delinquency, and that's up 2.7% recorded from the previous quarter. So delinquencies have gone up about 10% just in one quarter is what this says. And yet they want to tell you the consumer is strong. We're hitting all-time highs in credit cards 
We're hitting brand new fresh record highs in delinquencies. But the economy is strong. The consumers are strong. No! There's likely several reasons to blame for the rise in delinquencies. Um, and that increase could reflect a loosening of tightening credit standards. That's not the case. It's people having to pay everything so much more expensive. Over the last few years, an overextension by lenders and borrowers or a sign of financial troubles at home amid ongoing inflation and high interest rates. There you go. That's the problem. Plus, add into that too, so many people got uh, taken advantage of during 2020 to 2023 overpaying for cars um, and overpaying the dealers, and now they can't even make those car payments anymore. And they're so upside down on their cars, even if they got a new one, they have to roll in that debt, and now they're even more upside down on this new car that they just got. It could be that it could be that there is some stress building. No, you think? It could be that there's some stress building, that people are losing jobs, income, and there could be some real financial stress building up. Maybe because of high inflation. Maybe it certainly isn't because people are excited to go spend money. Maybe because of high inflation, high everything else. It could be a combination of all three of these. They play a role. Uh, but, you know, there could be like all kinds of different factors that are causing these delinquencies and credit card bounces to hit all-time highs. Give me a break. Give me a break. They want to just lie to your face. The people who are pushing Bidenomics just want to lie to your face and tell you everything is great. Well, we know that that is not the case. Although inflation has cooled, it remains up 3.7% compared with the time a year ago. Now, consider this, right? Inflation may have cooled according to their standards. But if inflation was up 10% in year one, and it's up another 3.7% in year two, you're now compounding, right? You're up now more than 14%. That's how it works. That's the math behind it. So inflation has cooled. Bro, no, that's not what's happening. Shit still costs more, all right? Things are still out of control. Just like my friend Brian. Good to see you, Brian. Things are still out of control. Things are not better. The inflation spike has created severe financial pressures for most U.S. households. Yes, now we're being honest here. That's forced to pay more for everyday necessities like food and rent. The burden is disproportionately borne by low-income Americans. Those already stretched paycheck to paycheck are heavily affected by price fluctuations. It's not just them, it's everybody. We're all dealing with this. Now, I would love to know your opinion. How do you think we can solve this? Honestly, I don't know the answer. I really don't. But I do know I need you to hit the like button down below and let us know exactly what you think we could do to um, to fix the economy out there, right? What we're seeing is, um, actually I saw something, when was it, it was yesterday? That uh, mortgage rates are starting to come down and uh, they were excited because they feel that now there's going to be more houses being sold, more inventory turning over. And maybe that's the case, but we need to have rates come down so things are more affordable and prices come down at the same time. Once the prices start coming down, things are going to get a lot easier. And that was the goal with raising rates. Raise rates so everything's more expensive so that in order to find buyers, they have to bring the price back down. So is it working? Let me know in the comments what you think. I also forgot half of that segment. So I'm going to jump right back into it. So let's go see what the AI trading data says about Capital One Finance. Capital One Finance. Uh, what's in your wallet? Maybe a buy signal. On November 6th, we got a buy signal on Capital One Finance. So that was just two days ago. And if you'd follow these signals, you'd see a 39.77% return historically. So if you want to get your hands on this and all the signals that we show over at outlier.com, head to ovtlyr.com 
uh, dot com, <laughs> head to com to see why outliers win. Um, I'm taking a look here. I don't think I have my... This is the, the fun part of doing it live. Uh, I don't have what the internet's saying about this. So we're going to jump right into the next section. Tesla just killed one of its competitors. Tesla has put a nail in the coffin. Tesla has put them out to pasture. Tesla continues to dominate. At least that's what I saw when I saw that Lucid lost $433,000 per car it sold during the quarter. Tesla, I, I don't know the numbers for Tesla here. Lucid lost $433,000 per car for each car they sold in the quarter. I can't even fathom that. Like it breaks my brain. They lost $433,000 per car. It says they delivered 1,457 units and produced 550. The electric vehicle manufacturer also revised its 2023 production outlook, reducing its range from uh, or, or range to 8,000 to 8,500 from a previous goal of 10,000. Listen, I've seen a couple Lucids around. Uh, I drive a Tesla myself. And, um, man, those Lucid cars just don't do it, right? They just don't do it. It's, it's the fact that Tesla set the bar so high, and now everybody has to chase that for the next decade to catch up to where Tesla is today. And the compounding gains that they're going to make after that point, it's putting everyone else out of business, right? Lucid's revenue represents a 30% year-over-year decrease, resulting in a revenue miss. Lucid incurred a net loss of $631 million during the quarter, marking a 19% year-over-year increase. So they increased their losses over the quarter. Hey, we, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I need some editing done on this one today. If you're just tuning in, my name is Christopher Yule, and we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data says about it. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. And... Uh, start trading with AI today. Head to OVTLYR.com to see why outliers win. So the company reported a per-vehicle loss of $433,000, but that's an improvement. That's a huge improvement from the $544,000 loss it reported in Q2. Dude, this is awesome, right? Imagine, we're only losing half a million dollars per vehicle we sell. But in a quarter from now, we're only going to be losing $400,000 per vehicle we sell. We are on the fast track to profitability. Bro, you got so far to go, it's not even funny. You might as well not even try at this point. I, I, I will tell you, I was excited about one thing. I am a huge James Bond fan. Um, and they said that they are finalizing a transaction with Aston Martin to supply electric, electric powertrains. Now, here's the deal. If they start producing an electric uh, DB11, or whatever it'll be, DB42 by that point, if they start producing an electric uh, Aston Martin Vanquish, I would be very interested in that, right? You gotta have, you gotta, you gotta sell what people want, right? They're also talking about a gravity SUV <clears throat> that's expected to start being produced in late of next year, late next year. You gotta produce what people want, and clearly people don't want the Lucids. But if they partner up with Aston Martin, that could elevate both brands into a really really cool place, especially 
if they can get the new James Bond driving the new Aston Martin with the new Lucid powertrain, I think that would be pretty darn cool. So let's go take a look at what the AI trading data says about Tesla. What's going on in Tesla these days? Nobody's trading Lucid anyway. Tesla just got a buy signal on November 6th. So two days ago, Tesla just got a buy signal. Um, and the signal return is showing a 235.66% return. So if you're interested in being one of the first people to get these AI trading signals, uh, head to ovtlyr.com to see why outliers win. Now let's go take a, what the, take a look at what the internet says, right? They lost boatloads per car during the quarter. Uh, that's approximately what a Rolls-Royce Cullinan costs per car. Um, I would love a Rolls-Royce Cullinan. I think those are some pretty awesome. Like, I've never been a Rolls-Royce guy, but seeing these, I'm like, I could drive one of those. That'd be pretty sweet. And this person says, hey, this seems sustainable. Are they run by the government? The only thing about, the only lucid thing about them is their bankruptcy. Yeah, absolutely. They lucid as a company is in so much trouble. However, if they can figure out how to get, um, the the lucid uh the lucid motors inside of james bond's new car that would be pretty cool and i also got to figure out one day how in the world does the youtube algorithm work because it just tells me that one of these two videos is going to be awesome for you to watch so thank you for tuning for thank you for tuning into today's outlier live we'll see you on the next episode